Hello everyone, welcome to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and here we share stories from women around the world to inspire, encourage, and empower women and young girls to dream without limitations. Today, I have the ultimate pleasure of speaking with Ms. Ananda Diego, and she is awesome. I'm ready to hear more about her story. We had a great conversation before. So hi, Ananda, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm awesome. Guys, she is all the way in Brussels. So, you know, um, I'm excited to have her on here today. I'm, I'm very grateful for her, for her to be on here today. Um, so let us know a little bit more about you, Ananda, um, and what you do. All right. So my name is Ananda. I'm 26 years old. Um, I work for a big beauty company and I've recently published a book. Uh, so I've published a book about eating disorder recovery. It's called Poems of Recovery, and it's a collection of poems. Mm -hmm. And after publishing that, I decided, okay, it's one thing coming out with your story, but now it's time to actually share the story and help other people recover. Mm -hmm. Because there are so many young girls and also guys, but of course I'm not a guy, so I know a little bit less about that, that mm -hmm. are struggling like with their self-image or with an eating disorder. Like even if you're not anorexic or bulimic, like mm -hmm. So many people are on a diet or food obsessed or obsessed with the way their body looks. And I thought it's so not worth like losing your time in that. And I was hoping mm -hmm. to just help anybody struggling with their mental health, especially mm -hmm. in times like these, like when you're either in lockdown or some of your usual things are taken away, that mm -hmm. it's extra important to talk about mental health. So mm -hmm. that's why I'm here. I love it. I love it. You know, um, these are different topics that a lot of people don't talk about or feel uncomfortable maybe talking about. So being able to find help or recovery in your experience and be able to help others is so important. So um, how did you find yourself on this journey? What led you to write a book about what you've been able to overcome? Um, well, I think I always had kind of an eating disorder. I always ate very little. I was very food obsessed. I had my food rules, but it wasn't until 2017 when my relationship ended that I didn't want to deal with the emotions because eating disorders, they're never about the food, right? There's always more mm -hmm. uh, below the surface. So right. I just started working out. I started what I thought was eating healthy, but it was way too little. And mm -hmm. then my period didn't show. Mm -hmm. And at first I was like, you know, it's fine. It's going to come back. It happens all the time when people stop the pill or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then three months, six months, nine months. And I was like, okay, oopsies. Maybe <laughs> my body is shutting down necessarily functions because I'm under eating, over exercising, putting my body under constant stress. Mm -hmm. And then I thought I was 24 at that time. I was like, I don't want to decide right now whether I want to have babies or not, mm -hmm. but right. I don't want that decision to be made for me by my body mm -hmm. it's like okay it doesn't make sense to go to a doctor because he's gonna say I need to eat more and deep down I knew that but I was mm -hmm. like there's more to it like there mm -hmm. must be patterns or reasons why I'm trying to control so much what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and one of my friends was writing a lot so I decided to start writing um and I always wanted to publish a book when I was like a little girl. So mm -hmm. I thought, why not write down my thoughts in the forms of poems? Because mm -hmm. I shared a lot of quotes on Instagram and poems when I was recovering. Mm -hmm. And other people were replying like, oh, this is super helpful. I really needed a quote today. And mm -hmm. then I thought, you know what? I'm going to write down my thoughts and I'm going to publish them. 
-hmm. not thinking that I actually had to tell the story that my colleagues, my friends, my family, everybody knows everything now. Mm -hmm. um, so that has been a journey on its own, but it was really with the intention like to help other people. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, I, I mean, everyone is different, but how does it feel for you? Does it feel freeing for everyone else to know everything now? Or does it feel like a little bit uncomfortable? In the beginning, it was definitely uncomfortable. I mean, there are some patterns that you might keep that you want to hide. Mm -hmm. But if everybody knows everything, they also know your little tricks, your little patterns. Um, but in a sense, it was also freeing, like, okay, I can never go back now. Not that I want to, but right. of course, in the beginning of your recovery, you're still going back and forth a little bit. Um, but now it's the fact that it opened up so many conversations and the more vulnerable and open I am, the more vulnerable and open other people are. I think that's, mm -hmm. that's very special to see. Mm -hmm. So what was your, one of your biggest struggles with um, becoming vulnerable in your space and being able to acknowledge that there was an issue that you needed to address? I think my biggest struggle was actually admitting that there was something wrong mm -hmm. in a sense that and I think it's very common for people with eating disorders they're like oh but my eating disorder isn't bad enough there's people that have it way worse like my eating disorder isn't valid it's nothing mm -hmm. so really validating that indeed there was a problem and then working on that mm -hmm. um and also being vulnerable, not everybody mm. is able to handle that because right. if I'm super open and vulnerable, but somebody else might not be as much in touch with their emotions, it's, mm -hmm. it's difficult to level to that. Right. Um, so, yeah, everybody has their own journey, I guess. No, I agree. Everyone is different. And that's why I usually talk about all the time, you know, we're, we're the same, but we're unique in our own ways. Um, everyone doesn't cope with things the same way. Everyone doesn't react to things the same way. So I think, you know, finding that commonality, but knowing that it's okay to deal with things differently than others, I think that is a huge message in itself. So what would you say are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned along this journey from you know, being able to identify your eating disorder to combating it and then being able to recover and help others. Be nice to yourself. Like, <laughs> I think that's such a big one because we're all so strict on ourselves and our bodies and what we should be achieving. Mm -hmm. um, but there's no need for that. You're mm -hmm. going to be with yourself the rest of your life. There's no rush to anything. Um, like really your body, all it's trying to do is to keep you alive. So we mm -hmm. should treat it well, right? Yes. Um, and also to ask for help. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do everything alone. Of course, you have to decide to recover. You have to make the decision. You have to put in your the effort. But you can lean on your friends, your family. And if you don't feel like you can lean on, on your friends or family, mm -hmm. there are so many free online resources out there like Facebook groups or nowadays a lot of uh, treatment centers do like webinars uh, on Instagram. They're super positive mm -hmm. recovery focused accounts. So I think that's that's also super important. Right. Most definitely. Um, so what are some of the biggest tips that you can offer to anyone suffering from an eating disorder? 
feel your emotions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, um, of course, that's, uh, that's in my head, I'm going back to the time. Huh? Um, mm -hmm. Take baby steps. Uh, I always thought like, oh my God, so now I want to recover. Then I'm going to be recovered in uh, two weeks. Mm -hmm. No, there's no timeline. You take a little step every day and keep fighting that voice in your head. It will get easier, like eat. Um, and what helped me as well, okay, of course, you need to feed your body. You need to eat enough. But what mm -hmm. helped me a lot uh, was taking also the focus off food. So what do I like as a person? Which people make me happy? What brings me joy? What can I do every day to make life a little bit better? I wrote a lot, obviously, <laughs> uh, but I also wrote like things I was thankful for. I tried to meditate, even mm -hmm. if it was just two or five minutes, mm -hmm. like just to sit still. Um, when I used to get binges, because of course your body wants to survive, instead of getting mad at myself and restricting i would say like okay this happened clearly i need to be loving to myself so then mm -hmm. i did opposite actions meaning mm -hmm. if i had a binge before i would restrict but then i started mm -hmm. to take a bath like okay i had a binge let's be super nice to myself and my body right now and mm -hmm. eat normal again the next day um if i got like anxiety or anything i either wrote it down i called a friend or i went for a walk i did a little dance um, I was reading a lot as well, mm -hmm. but really baby steps. You're not going to, if you don't like your body, you're not going to love your body just because you mm -hmm. keep saying to yourself in the mirror, I love you. I love you. Right. No, start small, like apply your day cream a little bit nicer, wear clothes that feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. Just make your body and yourself as comfortable as possible. Right. I hope that um, makes what, sense. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what would you say? how do you feel about like social media and how do you think that influences a lot of mental health issues and eating disorders? And how would you say for anyone who is experiencing that through social media to be able to combat that and be able to get over that? Well, I guess it also comes back to you, of course, within social media, you have the algorithms, right? So if you, mm -hmm search for specific things you're going to see more of those things and more of mm -hmm. those things and more of those things unfollow anybody that does not give you any energy right. unfollow people that make you uncomfortable or mm -hmm. that make you doubt your body yourself and start following people that empower you and spread mm -hmm. a message that help that actually helps you to improve your state of mind or be more positive so right of course, social media, it's also you want to post the perfect picture. I notice it mm -hmm. myself as well. Like the pictures that I have on my feet, they're not my ugliest pictures for sure. <laughs> and I think it's it's important to realize that as well. But follow people that make you feel good because mm -hmm. it's in the end, it's your choice how you use your social media. And mm -hmm. if it triggers you too much, delete Instagram for a little bit. Because mm -hmm. I noticed, for example... I kept scrolling, I kept scrolling. I was like, okay, I'm going to delete the app. And if I feel like I want to scroll, I'm just going to write or I'm going to go for a walk just to do something different, not to be behind the screen the whole time right. and tune in with your body. Most definitely, I agree. So for anyone um, maybe listening in or tuning in today to our episode that may be suffering from an eating disorder, but they might they may not know that they are, 
what are some of the key factors or, you know, different things that they can look for to see if they, if this is what they are suffering from? I think one big one is if you're restricting, always on a diet or in any form, trying to not nurture your body enough. That's a big one. Um, if you're food obsessed, thinking about food the whole day, having extreme hunger, most likely you should listen to that. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, there's also other signs, right? If, mm -hmm. With bulimia, if you're puking, it, it's more obvious. But mm -hmm. for me, I think it was also uh, my body was starting to grow extra hair. My hair on my head was falling out. I was always cold. I had a lack of energy. I was always thinking about food. Uh, my period uh, disappeared. I noticed mm -hmm. I had a lot of food rules. I was obsessively counting calories. If I would skip the gym for one day, I would go crazy. Like mm -hmm. those are some very obvious signs. Um, mm -hmm. But if if food is like such a big part of your life and you're not free around it, then that's also something to probably work on because you don't want to think all your life mm -hmm. to be diet or eat specific things, etc. Mm -hmm. So I know that you use poetry to help yourself get through. Um, your, your eating disorder. How would you say your book is used to help others heal through their process? Um, I know that you include poetry, um, but what specifically do you incorporate within your poetry um, to help others get, get um, heal from their, their illness? I think it's mostly showing what goes through someone's mind when they're recovering and helping people not feel alone. Mm -hmm. So in the beginning, it's a lot more struggle, like, do I want to recover or do I want to stay where I'm at? Mm -hmm. um, which I think a lot, a lot of people go through, but mostly sharing my thoughts so people know that they're not alone, but also mm -hmm. show them that it does get better. Because, of course, when, when I started to heal, I started to feel my emotions again. And sometimes this meant crying, but it also mm -hmm. meant dancing on the street again, listening to music mm -hmm. and the poems kind of describe that process in just a few sentences and words so I really that others feel like they're not alone mm -hmm. I think that's important in our on our world today is to just know that you know there's other people going through the same things that you're going through and they've been able to help themselves recover from that and to just be able to find happiness again so I think being able to find those support groups, those individuals who have been able to overcome it is important in your healing process. Um, so if you have to say one thing to women and girls around the world to inspire them to dream without limitations, what would it be? Believe in yourself. That's the first thing that comes up. Believe in yourself. Anything mm -hmm. is possible. I love it. I love it. So if anyone wants to purchase your book or if they just want to follow your journey, how can they do that? Uh, the book is on Amazon, so it's worldwide shipping. And then I can also be followed on Instagram under the name Ananda with four A's at the end uh, or on my website, anandadayeager.com. You can always send me a message and I will happily answer. Love it, love it, love it. Well, we thank you so much, Ananda, for sharing your story with us today. I'm sure it'll help so many people who may be going through the same things or something similar 
to your experiences and maybe their book can just be that that guiding path to their healing and their recovery so we thank you so much for being a light on our show today being um inspiration to others um we thank everyone once again for tuning into made to dream i'm your host Maya chanel and we'll see you next time <music>